coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com. It's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Is this little radio show actually getting better, or are you just getting used to how bad it really is? Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast dedicated to all of us in the pipe smoking hobby. Hey, got a great show today. Uh, In the international stuff, I'm going to hit on Italy. We're going to talk about some Italian pipes that I think are a good estate value and a little, uh, little historic stuff with the Italian pipe brands. And my guest, Craig Cobine, director of the Chicago Pipe Show. We'll get to know Craig. We'll talk a little bit about what's coming up at this year's Pipe Show in May. Music, specifically uh, in regards to Chicago. Mailbag and rant. And then uh, in the mailbag segment, I will also uh, talk about the pipe that is going up for the JDRF fundraiser auction that went up earlier today. So we'll touch on that. Want to make sure and uh, let everybody know I will be at the Triangle Area Pipe Smokers, the Raleigh Pipe Show, on April 13th. So if you're going to the show, make sure and stop by my table and say hi. Same thing, if you're coming to Chicago, track me down, find me. Please make sure and say hi. Want to know more about what I'm doing? Follow me on Facebook. Uh, Post any comments that you got on anything on the shows, on the forums. Leave it right there on the show link. Love to read all those comments and questions. Love some of the uh, discussions that get going off of them. I was especially enjoying reading the uh, follow-up. Some folks were talking about their favorite pairings. I want to recommend the musical Wicked. If you haven't seen it yet, or if you haven't heard of it yet, they did a really good job of telling the backstory. It was a really well-written backstory of the two witches, the Wicked Witch of the East and Glenda the Good Witch. Fun story, done real well. Good family evening together. Uh, staging was uh, spectacular, too, so lots of fun there. Hey, let's get the show going here. Thank you to SmokingPipes.com. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Here we go. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. In uh, just a few minutes, Craig Cobine will be on the phone. In the meantime, in Italian pipes. So the past couple of segments that I've done on estate pipes have kind of focused on stuff under $100. Well, I'm going to change it up. I want to show, I want to talk a little bit about the history of Italian pipes and give you some targets to go for, some values that I think are out there that are underappreciated. So in the in the Italian pipes are two big companies. There's Costello and Savinelli. Been around for years, family owned, great companies making wonderful pipes in all different price ranges. Obviously Savinelli being the bigger of the two and having dramatically different 
grades of pipes in their range. A great value that I think is out there on the market is the Savinelli autographs. The Savinelli autographs are all handmade, top quality plateau briar, and they don't seem to carry the same value through once they're in a state pipe. So as you look around the Italian pipes, if you want a bigger pipe, a more of an armchair, relaxing, long evening pipe, I highly suggest you look at the Savinelli autographs. The other thing that you'll find when you're looking at Savinelli is multiple different ranges. And what I mean by ranges is styles or finishes or grades. So as you look through the older Savinelli's, know that there are different ranges. Get to know them. You can get some great deals because there were some handmades or hand-finished pipes that were sold out and for a couple of years and then they disappeared. But if you learn what that range is, you'll find some really good values because they, maybe the finish didn't hit or maybe the name didn't work, but they're great handmade pipes. All right, moving on from the two big guys, I want to talk about Caminetto. Caminetto in particular was founded as an offshoot from the folks that were working, from a couple of guys that were working for Carlo Scotti at Costello. It was Giuseppe Escorti, Luigi Radice, and a retailer named Gianni Davoli that formed this new group called Caminetto. The older ones, and the best way to identify them is, are they, are they stamped Escorti Radice on there? They may also have a bigger, more bolder gold mustache stamped in the stem. Those are the older Caminettos. Those are made under those old rusticated stylings. You'll also see some gorgeous treatments to the finish. But if you can find some of those older Caminettos that say Escorti Radice, they are really good smoking pipes. They smoke wonderfully sweet. They're also, because they have the acrylic stems, they're also very durable and a lot easier to clean up than an older Vulcanite stem. Now, Caminetto, formed by those three guys, they have a falling out. So now you get the Escorti brand going separately and the beginnings of Radice. Both, both guys decided that they wanted to move in different directions. If you look for the older Escorti pipes, you'll notice a smaller, thin-lined A on them. Those are great old pipes. Same thing, if you can find Radice's that are older they were one of the first ones to start really oil curing they also did the twin bore again another really good pipeline really good brands good classic italian shaping and for some reason or another not that real hot or not real high dollar selling on the estate market the other brand i want to bring to attention is mastro de paia or as some people might call it, Mastro de Paja. It's P-A-J-A, and it's pronounced Mastro de Paja. Mastro was formed again in the uh, Pizarro region of Italy, and again is an offshoot, and this is another guy breaking away and f starting a consortium with a group of pipe smokers. These pipe smokers wanted to make sure, and according to Pipedia, they wanted to counteract the rise of the 
English pipes, in particular Dunhill. They felt that Dunhill was getting ahead of them. So this is a group, this is a brand that's formed with one maker in the middle and a group of consumers that wanted to see this particular style. Now, what I find interesting about Mastro is it's gone through a couple of changes here in the United States, but out of this group from Mastro to Paya comes the pipe makers that ended up forming El Chepo, Sir Jacopo, Don Carlos, Ronaldo, Lenovel, Lenatra, and many, many others. So you've got a whole bunch of really good people that are coming out of this Pizarro area school of pipe design. I believe this is also about the same time that you really see the Italian shapings that we're kind of used to now. You start to see some of the Danish influence into some of the free forms and shapes like that. The other brand that I want to bring a, bring a little bit of a mention to is Brebia. Brebia makes pipes in all different ranges, all really good pipes. They bring them in. Some of them I've seen them as low as retailing for $50, and you can see Brebia handmaids going up and down all across the entire spectrum. So Brebia is another one. There is and has been over time various Italian artisans or small factories that have started up. They've started up, sold stuff for a little, and then moved on. One in particular that I really like is Capitello. Capitello started doing rustication and drip and did a drip wax style. Every time I've seen a Capitello pipe, I've always been impressed with the fit and finish of it and the stylings of it. And again, there's now into the 70s and into the 80s, you see a whole bunch of these Italian brands start coming up. And some of them are very small. Some of them are... Uh, yeah, have hung on and stayed big. So there's a whole bunch of stuff to throw at you. Take a look around. Let me know if you have any questions. In just a minute, Craig Cobine. This is Internet Radio. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. <laughs> Please join me in welcoming to the Pipes Magazine radio show, pipe smoker, lawyer, pipe collector. The best title that you have is show director of the Chicagoland International Pipe and Tobacchiana Show, better known as the Chicago Pipe Show, Craig Cobine. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Glad to be here. So before we start talking about the show... Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, 
Well, uh, let's see. I just turned 65 years of age, so I'm uh, officially a senior citizen. But I am uh, still working full-time as a real estate attorney in uh, Naperville, Illinois. And um, I am an avid pipe smoker. I smoke every day. And uh, I post on uh, pipesmagazine.com and the What Are You Smoking? virtually every day. And um, I uh, enjoy collecting pipes. I enjoy trying tobaccos. I have a modest collection of both. And uh, my biggest and best hobby is acting as the director of the Chicago Pipe Show and organizing that each year. What's your screen name on Pipes Magazine? It's Porsche Cigar, P-O-R-S-H-C-I-G-A-R. Would you like to explain the first part of that? Well, <clears throat> okay, I have uh, I have at various times been more or less an avid uh, fan of the Porsche motor car, which is mispronounced by many people as Porsche. And back when I first got into the Internet and got an email name, I was all excited with my uh, 1965 356 Porsche, the, the bathtub model. And, of course, I was smoking cigars, which I still do. And I just thought, ah, Porsche cigar was a, a nice combination of the car and the, and the uh, smoke. I also have another email named Porsche Pipe, but I don't use it very much. I use Porsche cigar. And, and I promise I won't pick on you too much about being a lawyer because you are the first lawyer that we've had on as a guest on the show. But I, I will ask you if you know why sharks don't bite lawyers. No, why? It's out of professional courtesy. Oh, that's very good. I like that. <laughs> so going, going forward, uh, when did you start smoking a pipe? I started in... Um... 1970, and specifically in September, uh, I went to work part-time after I was in law school already, and I was working for a lawyer in downtown Chicago, and uh, he had a desk full of pipes and a uh, humidor of cigars, and uh, after only a couple of weeks uh, there, and of course, this was 1970, we could smoke Anywhere, anywhere. Uh, I bought a uh, custom built in the uh, lobby of the old Chicago Title and Trust building in Chicago and some uh, packaged tobacco that I don't remember. And I got started, and the rest is history. And of course, uh, when I graduated from school and was a full time lawyer, I was with the same firm. And I had uh, Iwin Reese about two blocks away on uh, on Wabash, and the old Cellini Victory Pipe Shop was uh, uh, just uh, over on Franklin Street. And every day at lunchtime, I went to one or another, and it was just a wonderful time. Oh, and the Dunhill store was on uh, Michigan Avenue, just uh, north of the, the River Bridge, and I would frequently walk home and stop in there. It's just a Wonderful time to be a pipe smoker. Now I know you for I know you fairly well. Uh, is Dunhill and Dunhill pipes are a large part of your collection, correct? Ah, uh, yes, I'm very fond of uh, of Dunhill pipes. Um, I like I like the classic shapes, 
and I like the uh, I like the smoking characteristics of uh, of the Dunhill pipe, and so I uh, I I tend to uh, always visit the uh, uh, Dunhill pipe distributor at the show and at Iwin uh, Reese, and I'm a happy Dunhill man. Do you have Dunhill pipes from all the different decades? No, I do not. I I, uh, I concentrate uh, pretty much on uh, on the current production. I'm 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 not a big collector of the uh, patents. The only thing I look for in those regards is the 1948, which is my birth year, and so I've got two or three of the infamous birth year pipes. The birth year Dunhills that we all have. Oh, yeah, that everybody has to have at least one of. <clears throat> so that brings me to another hobby of yours, because I remember seeing that you had made a miniature of the storefront of the Dunhill store. Yes. Well, um, the, the, the story behind that, my, my wife is a miniature collector, and she does room boxes. And um, I would go to with her to several shows, and as I'm poking around, I'm looking at all the stuff. I'm starting to see humidors. I'm seeing little tiny miniature pipes. I'm seeing t- pipe tobacco jars, and I started buying it. I wasn't sure what I was ever going to do with it, but I started buying it. And then I decided that uh, I would. Uh, create my own miniature box. Well, actually my wife did. And uh, we got a one-foot square uh, turn-of-the-century store box that's commercially available. And I bought, uh, again, turn-of-the-century furniture, store furniture, and I started to build a a pipe shop. And uh, with various and sundry methods, we, we... Kind of created a, um, a a little one foot by one foot uh, uh, pipe store that resembled, celebrated, however you want to say it, but is not an exact replica of the original uh, 1907 Dunhill shop. And uh, I exhibited that uh, at the show uh, a few years back. And then uh, have since lent it to the Frank P. Burla Pipe Museum, where it is on display for people who uh, are invited to visit the museum can see it there. I've seen it in person. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you. And I will pass it along to my wife, who uh, was in charge of the artistry. I was in charge of the purchasing. The the other crafty thing that your wife did was she created the world's only four-legged, furry, six-pipe, moving pipe rack. Ah, yes. We have a a five-pound Japanese chin and a tiny little dog, and also sometimes called the Japanese Spaniel. And uh, she um, uh, sewed a, a coat for the dog out of a, a a Japanese brocade material and then sewed some straps on it so the dog can actually carry on its back hanging uh, on its side, on each side, uh, a total of four pipes. And I usually 
uh, have her carry uh, bamboo stems to keep the uh, oriental theme going. And uh, Yum Yum has uh, visited some pipe shops, uh, in, including the uh, shop in the Little River of uh, SmokingPipes.com. Yum Yum was a uh, Yum Yum. Yum Yum was a most welcomed guest at the shop for that day. Indeed, she usually is wherever she goes. And we need to bring her to the Chicago show. Well, maybe, but I'm 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 worried about tripling. Then <laughs> I mentioned she's only five pounds, and we have a lot of people and a lot of traffic at the show. Speaking of the show, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back from the break, we'll talk with Craig about what's coming up for this year's show, and I'll uh, I'll ask him some uh, prying questions about some past shows. So we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We are back. Craig is still on the phone. Craig, let's uh, let's talk about the Chicago Pipe Show, the big one, the annual get-together. It's actually in St. Charles, Illinois. Uh, this is the third location that the show's been at? Uh, well, it's been at several locations, in, but certainly in, in uh, recent history, it's, it's the third, yes. And it wouldn't be proper to talk about the show without mentioning Frank Burla, who was, I guess, really the uh, the real go-getter behind getting the show to where it is at this point. Well, uh, Frank Burla uh, is the founder, and he is the now show director emeritus, and uh, he's still a very important part of the show uh, because he helps us um, with ideas, with constructive criticism, and basically he's the, the, the soul of the show. So you are always... you are the second director of the show. I am. So we, we went from a retired FBI agent to a lawyer. So these are, these are very serious, well-organized shows. Well, um, we... Or, or we so try... they would appear. We try to have the show run in, in an efficient manner so that people can, can enjoy it. Now, over the, years, over the years, there's been uh, discussions and rumors about how much money does the show director make for putting on this show? How much profit does the, sh- does the club get from putting on this show? Do you want to talk about the bags and bags of cash that you guys make for, the, for doing this show? Uh, the the position of the show director and of all of the show officers is absolutely voluntary, and there is no compensation whatsoever for any of the positions. We do it for fun. We do it for love of our pipes and our hobby, and and that's all. Now the the club, the Chicagoland Pipe Collectors Club, is an Illinois not-for-profit corporation, so. It can't really make money. It 
it can only have the revenue necessary for its projects and its purposes. The the club uh, has a separate account for the membership activities, and then it has a, a show fund. And the show fund sometimes goes up at the end of the year and sometimes go down. Uh, in, starting in 2008, when we had to begin uh, renting uh, a smoking tent because of the Illinois smoke-free abomination, uh, we had several years where we ran in the red and, and used up a considerable amount of the funds that we had been saving from prior years where we had had uh, some profit. <clears throat> and uh, uh, we are fortunately now uh, in the black. The last two shows have turned a small profit. And when I say small, I'm talking under $5,000. And uh, um, <clears throat> we run the show on a very tight budget. And each year, um, the revenue from the show, from the sale of tables and from uh, sale of cigar dinners and uh, what people uh, give us for the silent auction – uh, that's it, and that's all we get. And let's talk about what are, that, what are some of your favorite things at the show? Well, um, some of my <laughs> well, number one, just having the show start, okay? <laughs> because you know my work pretty well is over the minute the show begins, uh, and from there on, <clears throat> the hotel staff, the other officers, we just kind of push it down the hill, and it just rolls. <clears throat> so I enjoy the show, and although I'm always nervous that everything go right, uh, I just enjoy the, the, the show immensely. It's the favorite week of the year for me. It's far better than Christmas <laughs> or, any other, uh, or any other holiday period. Now, I'm, and, I'm looking at an advanced schedule of the show. The first yes. thing is on... On Wednesday, May 1st at 1 p.m., the smoking tent opens for the public. So it starts all the way on Wednesday the 1st. Yes. Um, uh, actually, earlier that day, we have the uh, uh, pipe-making seminar. We got, I believe, 13 uh, individuals this year, who, uh, and we've been doing this for several years now, uh, who come in and work with uh, experienced pipe makers and uh, uh, develop and perfect their skills in making pipes. And that's uh, one of the things of which we are the proudest because our, our corporate purpose is education, and we educate people about pipes, tobacco, tobacchiana, and uh, the right way to smoke. And there's also uh, been, uh, there's been several pipe makers that have launched their careers out of that two-day pipe making seminar i i believe that to be true now I do indeed. also part of the educational the educational mandate of the club you have several seminars on friday night and saturday night off the they're off the show floor in private rooms or in the smoking tent themselves that is correct and uh, this year we got a great lineup um uh, uh, you and uh, uh, Kevin are going to uh, uh, launch this year's uh, educational uh, seminars by a, uh, what I think will be a very popular discussion of this radio show and uh, the philosophy and uh, pra 
and I think everyone should look forward to that. That's going to be in the tent on Friday night, um, and so you will be able to smoke, uh, drink adult beverages, and listen to uh, you and Kevin discuss the radio show. At almost the same time, we have other seminars. Um, Mikey Huskin of Schoenberger Ebonite is coming from Germany, and at our annual uh, Pitmakers Forum, uh, she will be presenting a, a fantastic discussion of ebonite and the chemical composition of it, the characteristics of it, the use of it, uh, and the advantages of it over other materials that can be used for pipe stems. I saw a Reader's Digest version of it uh, at the 2012 show, and it's it's just fascinating. I keep saying it's a discussion of the other end of the pipe. We've been discussing briar for years, and nobody talks about the part that goes in your mouth. And finally, we're going to have that discussion. Uh, also, that night, Frank Burla will be uh, presenting a display and discussion of antique accessories, not antique pipes. We've done that year after year. This year is going to be antique accessories and, and tobacco boxes and uh, many other arcane uh, items from the history of pipe smoking uh, uh, will be presented by Frank. And all this on Friday night is after the seven-hour uh, pipe swap that will be going on earlier that morning and that afternoon in uh, the yes. smoking the, tent. Uh, in the tent, we have uh, uh, 40 tables, 80 half tables for uh, people. It's a free uh, swap session. Uh, you can come and sell pipes, buy pipes. Uh, and, again, we put it in the tent so everybody can smoke. Uh, it's an all-day event, an opportunity to hang out, uh, come for coffee in the morning, have lunch, and uh, basically stay until we have our uh, free banquet uh, in the evening. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, the old-fashioned pipe show where you just show up in a flannel shirt and bring some uh, used pipes, although some pipe makers show up with multi-thousand-dollar pipes that they have for sale. And uh, there's something for everybody at the swap session, as there is on Saturday and Sunday at the show. I mean, there's pipes in every price range, every description, new, estate, and antique. And on top of that, there's also two events specifically for ladies during the weekend. Well, um, yes. On uh, Actually, there's three. On, on uh, Friday, um, any of the wives or lady exhibitors, and we have several of those, uh, we offer a champagne limousine tour to a very high-end uh, designer outlet mall. And when I say high-end, I'm talking like Armani and uh, other very famous brand names. I'm not going to do a commercial for all of them, just Armani. And uh, we uh, hire a, sh a uh, limousine to do a shuttle all day long and we serve fresh French champagne in the shuttle and so we have some very happy women and a few gentlemen going back and forth to the mall shopping and enjoying our our fine uh, chilled champagne in the uh, in the limousine uh also on friday night at the same time all these seminars are going on uh my wife puts on a seminar each year of a tobacco related craft 
Uh, this year, she's going to be doing necklaces and bracelets that uh, will feature a the CPCC uh, letters, so that should someone want to create one of those for themselves, uh, they can do that, or they can create any type of uh, fashion necklace or bracelet that they choose. Uh, this all sponsored by the fine folks at Altidus uh, Tobacco, and I guess the Sutliff brand. And um, ladies always have a great event for that. And on Saturday afternoon for the lady exhibitors, we have a, a, a special lunch for them over in the St. Charles Ballroom, uh, and they always have a like a Caesar salad uh, buffet uh, with uh, wine and desserts. So we treat the women at our show very well and with great respect because we always feel if the wife uh, has a good time at the show, she's going to say to her husband, I hope you're going to go to that show again next year. <laughs> And it seems to work out because every year we seem to have more and more women, including women exhibitors. So after the after the ladies' luncheon, what's going on Saturday night at the show? Saturday night at the show, we have two uh, speakers at 5 p.m. right after the uh, the show ends for the day. Uh, Mr. Fred Hanna, well-known uh, speaker and uh, expert in tobacco is going to speak on the nicotine in your pipe. Is it the drug of the devil or the gift of the gods? So uh, we've always we've seen and we see on many of the uh, pipe posting boards, including Pipes Magazine, people commenting about, you know, what's got the biggest nicotine hit? What's nicotine poisoning? Uh, why am I puking after smoking? Um, and Fred is going to discuss all issue of nicotine in pipe tobacco, and it will be fascinating. Uh, immediately following him at roughly 6 o'clock will be the ever-popular Rob Cooper, uh, affectionately known on eBay as Cooper Sark. And Rob, over the years, has uh, spoken to all of us about what our pipes are worth. And that's always been a subject near and dear to uh, us collectors. And uh, this year, Rob is going to talk about the changing market that is going on. And I think we've all seen some pipes go up into the stratosphere and other uh, pipes uh, uh, fall below where they have been in, in prior years. And Rob is going to speak on, uh, on that. Craig, this is going so good. Can you stay on for a third segment? Sure, why not? All right, hang on, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute with more of the upcoming Chicago Pipe Show and Craig Cobine. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at smokingpipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. 
I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about smokingpipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. Smokingpipes.com. Make it your family tradition. We are back. Craig is still on the phone again. So, tell me about the the Doctor of Pipes and the Saturday Night Pipe and Cigar Dinner. Okay, well, uh, uh, about the dinner, um, we we have a uh, filet mignon um, uh, cigar dinner on Saturday night at the show. Um, the tickets are $65 a person, uh, but our wonderful sponsors provide us with uh, annually enough cigars and pipe tobacco and and smoking accessories that we give everyone a goodie bag with a retail value of more than $65. So it's a a really great bargain. Um, At this dinner, the featured after-dinner event is the annual presentation of the uh, Doctor of Pipes Awards. And the two awards are given each year. One is given to a hobbyist, a, a pipe collector, uh, and the other is given to one of the captains of industry in the tobacco world. And um, the Doctors of Pipes are an independent group, uh, and they elect their own members. And so we never know until basically the show uh, who has been elected that year, and uh, those people are honored with this pretty rare award. And in order to be considered, I believe you have to be involved in the hobby or the industry for at least 20 years, correct? Yes, we have. Uh, we don't want to be accused of promoting teen smoking, so there are no doctors of pipes who are not uh, mature-aged <laughs> individuals. <laughs> mature-aged, yes. Uh, Mature-acting, no. Ah, uh, well. And then with the cigar thing, there's also there's a new thing this year that's going on kind of the same time? Yes. Um, uh, in fact, it's uh, uh, partly will involve our smoking tent. On Wednesday, May 1st, uh, a group is putting on a uh, cigar event where you will buy a ticket, receive a number of, uh, of uh, cigar samples, as well as samples of uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. Uh, they're going to use not only our tent, but they are putting up their own even much larger tent than our 6,000-square-foot tent. Um, they're also going to have a banquet, and they're going to have some uh, golf outings. It's going to be uh, quite a festive thing. Uh, they're uh, an independent organization. It's not part of the show, but they are in conjunction with us putting on this event. Uh, they can be found on the internet at bigburnchicago.com. That's big b i g b u r n chicago.com. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a wonderful thing for everybody. I think we're going to have some people coming in from uh, uh, out of the uh, city of Chicago uh, early. Um, to uh, to partake of this event, and I know I'll be there early to take event uh, a, a shot at it, and I think it'll be a great new event. 
and then finally on the on the pipe side on Sunday is the pipe smoking competition. Yes, the United uh, Pipe Clubs of America will uh, present as they have for the prior ten years the uh, United States uh, National Pipe Smoking Championship. And uh, this is an event open to anyone who wishes to register, uh, partake of the slow smoking event. Um, from the uh, international organization, uh, Mr. Kurt Eggerman of Germany is coming over and will uh, preside over the uh, smoking contest so that it's recognized as uh, an international competition. And even though it's the American championship and only an American can win that, the actual event is frequently won by one of the uh, pipe smokers from Italy uh, and other European nations that join in. So it's a truly international event. Mr. Eggerman will also be addressing our Friday night banquet uh, that we put on. We have a free banquet on Friday night for approximately 600 people. And uh, this is one of our proudest events and one of the most unique things in the world because we have 600 pipe smokers there from all over the world, China, Russia, Japan, Germany, Denmark, the U.S., Mexico, everywhere, all in one room. And everyone there has got a love of the pipe. We have the, some of the finest pipe makers in the world there and some of the most avid collectors. And so it's fitting that Mr. Eggerman, as his predecessors have done, come and address this very international group and say, welcome and have a good meal. Let me wrap this up with a couple of real quick questions for you about the show itself. Really? What what one piece of advice do you give to somebody who is coming to the show for the first time? Well, um, plan to spend uh, not just even one full day, but probably both days. Uh, we have 301 exhibit tables this year, and uh, if you figure out uh, uh, the length of time it's going to take you, if you only spend 30 seconds at a table, you'll see it's hours, hours. And uh, there is so much to see. There are so many people from all over the world, so many different pipes, that it is, again, it's just a unique event because you can see pipes from everywhere. We have pipe makers from Italy, Denmark, Germany, South America, everywhere. It is truly an international event, and it's, uh, it takes a, a bit of time and some comfortable shoes to get through it. And with that, we'll wrap it up with the fast five final questions. Five questions as quick and short of answer as possible. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite pipe? Um, it's a uh, an, uh, Dunhill Prince. What's your favorite tobacco? Frogmorton. What's your favorite drink? Diet Coke. And where is your favorite place to smoke? Uh, in my uh, uh, basement smoking room. And what's your favorite thing to do while smoking? Uh, be on the internet, posting on pipesmagazine.com. With that, we'll wrap it up. The website is chicagopipeshow.com, chicagopipeshow.com. The show dates the Saturday and Sunday, May 4th and 5th. Really get started on Wednesday, May 1st. There's even a Saturday, there's even a Monday morning event on on Monday, May, May 6th. 6th. So, 
lots to do. Craig, skills. Craig, I want to thank you for your time, and I and I want to thank everybody at the club for everything that they do and putting this event on that I look forward to every year. Thank you. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Welcome back. Let's jump right into the mailbag. I know we're running late. I apologize, Kevin, but there was good stuff in there, and I want to say thank you to Craig Cobine for uh, spending so much time with us. I want to say thank you also to NPR. Did a great little three-and-a-half-minute report on the drought and the effect that it's having on corn cobs for uh, corn cob pipe saver and spoke with the folks at Missouri Meerschaum about it. So a little shout to uh, NPR saying thank you for uh, mentioning our little part of the world. Uh, Jack Carlos, thank you for your kind words. Glad you're enjoying the show. You are the first person, I believe, from West Africa, from Guinea, West Africa, listening in to our little global show there, so... Hey, everybody, the JDRF pipe, the first one, the Brigham, thank you very much. What a great success. Thank you to those that uh, just sent in cash donations as well. The next pipe, I've got it right here in my hands. Brand new series from Savinelli just released. This is the Fuaco, which is named after the fire element of the artwork of Giuseppe Arsimboldo. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, he was a 16th century Italian artist. This is the fire or fuoco finish. It's a nice, smooth, dark brown classic billiard with a great-looking little aluminum double-step uh, double band on it. The bowl is unfinished, completely smooth, and is a, almost as pretty as the outside. The pipe is fitted with the 6mm Savinelli balsa system, comes with a pack of filters, brand new in the box, Retail value over $160. It's up on briarbid.com right now. Check it out. The JDRF fund. Search for that. You'll find this pipe on there. 100% of the proceeds goes directly to helping kids like my daughter and uh, everybody that's suffering from juvenile diabetes. Thank you to Savinelli for helping out with that. Thank you to everyone for your bids. Bid fast, bid furious, hop over to briarbid.com right now and bid on this pipe before I uh, end up bidding on it and keeping it for myself. So, and remember, 100% of the proceeds goes to helping kids like uh, kids like my daughter, so I appreciate it very much. Let's have a little bit of fun right now. If your collection is worth more than your home, you might be a pipe collector. If you have a bumper sticker that reads, I puff for pipes, you might be a pipe collector. If you have pipes in your cup holders instead of cups, you might be a pipe collector. If the only difference between the Ashton Pebble Green Billiard you just bought and the one you bought three years ago is one-eighth of a bend, you might be a pipe collector. If you have ever owned a deer stalker hat, you might be a pipe collector. If you can only remember 25% of the pipes you actually own, you might be a pipe collector. And I'll add one that was inspired by Don and written into us. If you travel to Las Vegas with a pocket full of cash and your excuse is a pipe show, 
and you don't chase any women, gamble, or drink, and you really do spend all your cash at a pipe show, you definitely are a pipe collector. Hey, guess what time it is? Cowboy. Cowboy. CVS, the national drugstore chain here in the United States, has told workers to disclose their weight, their body mass index, or risk hefty fines. Here's how it works. They quote, it is, a vo- it is voluntary because you're welcome to get health care through someone else. However, if you don't get along with their wellness program or sign up for their wellness program, Workers not comfortable getting the review done will have to pay a $600 annual penalty. That's $50 a month. Now, CVS is also one of those companies where the CEO had the highest ratio of, uh, or disproportional ratio of earnings to the hourly employee. They posted huge profits, but at the same time, now they're telling their employees that they're going to have to lose weight and get on this program or they're going to get penalized an extra $50 a month for use of the CVS health insurance. CVS employs over 200,000 individuals and is telling workers who use its health insurance they need to have this wellness review done or pay up to $600 per year. The wellness review will include a way for them to get healthier. Now, CVS, if you're really concerned about everybody being healthier... Then why is it that you have all the candies and snack goods right at the counter when you're checking out? Why is it that you also have some of the best promotions going on on cigarettes right now? And why is it that you sell soda and all kinds of other sugary drinks and snacks? If you're really worried about everybody getting healthy, take these items out of your stores, then come back and tell your employees to present the image that we're looking for. All right, there we go. It's a slippery slope. It's all coming downhill. Now they're going to start taxing you for being a little bit overweight, and it's up to a body mass index. So that's the rant for this show. Hey, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Make sure and uh, leave us a rating or review on iTunes. See me in uh, Raleigh at the Pipe Show on the 13th. See me in uh, Chicago at the Pipe Show the first week of May. Next week, same time, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And I will say thank you again to SmokingPipes.com. And to all of you, until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to
Don't forget to tip your servers and bartenders. Thank you and good night.